Hello and welcome to Founder Views. My name is Costa. I'm the co-founder at web for realty a SaaS company that bootstrapped our business out of my parents' basement with no money and no experience into a fully remote company that has generated millions in revenue. In this podcast, I'll take you through my journey talking about business situations I'm currently going through, thinking about, or just find interesting. My hope is to share my experiences and help other entrepreneurs and business owners along the way. Bootstrapping is one of my favorite topics to discuss, uh, probably due to the fact that Web for Realty is 100% bootstrapped and revenue financed and has been since we launched about seven years ago. Uh, That alone is one of my proudest achievements thus far, and I have so much respect and admiration for other bootstrapped companies because I can relate to how difficult it is and the sacrifices that have to be made. So in my opinion, uh, bootstrapping is one of those terms that gets thrown around pretty loosely and means different things to different people. Uh, My definition of bootstrapping has four main components. Uh, Number one, that's starting a company with very little to no initial capital. Number two, giving away no equity in your business. Number three, staying lean. And number four, being able to create your own company processes. In this episode, I'll break down those four points and relate it to my own bootstrapping experience. So starting with number one, starting a company with very little to no initial capital. My business partner, Raza, and I, we would meet up every single weekend trying to think of a way to make a million bucks. I mean, isn't that what all broke kids talk about? Uh, We would try to come up with ideas for how to get a million people to pay us a dollar each or how to get 100,000 people to pay us $10 each. We just wanted to hit a million. Uh, So during one of those weekend chats, we finally had our aha moment and we got to work on Web for Realty, which we still operate today, seven years later. This was during my last year of university. I only had a few thousand dollars saved up, which I dumped all into the company. I come from a hardworking, blue collar immigrant household, and I never felt comfortable asking my parents for money. So I didn't. We knew not having much money to begin with wasn't going to stop us, so we had no choice but to get creative. The first resource we needed was a developer to build our software. Neither neither of us are coders or developers and had very little to no technical background. We also didn't have $100,000 in the bank to hire a developer locally, so we were forced to think outside the box a little bit. So we started to extend our search for a developer overseas. 18 months later and about 14k in initial investment, not really knowing what we were doing, we finally had a product that was ready to hit the market. It was full of bugs, full of glitches, but it was just good enough to sell, which we did. Uh, We had started our company with very little initial capital. We had just found a way to make it work. Our approach and attitude from the very beginning, and still is to be frank, was to ready, fire, and then aim rather than the traditional ready, aim, fire. So what I mean by that is I see a lot of entrepreneurs that I advise and mentor get too caught up in the business plan and the pro formas when they should just be getting out there, speaking with customers, and just getting shit done. Throughout high school and university, we've always been taught that if you want to start a business, first you need to have a business plan, then you have to ask your family and friends for startup money, then you have to build a product and get angel funding, then you gain some traction and try and get VC funding, then you sell. Personally, I think that is a very old school way of thinking about business and is no longer relevant today. 
There are an abundance of tools and resources at our disposal that make it extremely easy to start a business and reach an audience very fast and very effectively with very little initial capital. Number two, giving away no equity in your business. We started developing Web for Realty in 2008-2009 uh, uh, during the middle of the, the whole tech craze. There were a lot of big companies were popping up such as Groupon, Airbnb, Spotify, Tumblr, uh, just to name a few. During this time, I noticed a lot of startups were putting a lot of their focus and efforts on creating apps for the sole purpose of securing an investment or funding rather than working on their business. It was as if getting an investment was your only way to get validation. For us, it was never a goal or aspiration to go out and get funding. We were too confident in ourselves, the market and the business we were creating that we didn't want to give away any of our uh, sweat equity. Um, we continued to grind on sale after sale. We grew to a point where we were able to cut ourselves our very first paycheck, which was a whopping $250. Um, to this day, that was the most rewarding paycheck I've ever received by far uh, because it was at that point that I knew we were onto something big and there was absolutely no stopping us. And at that point, we knew it would also be very difficult for us to give away any equity because we knew we were onto something great. Uh, as we grew, we naturally started to meet and connect with other entrepreneurs. Uh, some were bootstrapped, others had funding either in the form of uh, VC money or angel money. Uh, I then started to recognize a, a very fundamental difference between companies that were self-funded like ourselves and the VC funded companies. Uh, the bootstrapped companies were all doing better than the funded companies. Uh, the owners of the bootstrapped companies were also generating more wealth on a personal level and making more money than the VC-funded companies' founders. Uh, this seemed very bizarre to me at the time because you would naturally guess the total opposite. Uh, after doing some research, I found out the following, which was pretty eye-opening. Uh, mind you, these stats are specific to Canada. So there are 100,000 startups per year, only 51% of which will last five years. Um, 1,850 of those 100,000 startups will look for funding. 500 of those companies will actually get funding. 30 of those companies will exit and end up getting money back. And the average return for a VC in Canada is actually negative. So with these facts in hand, what do you think is going to likely happen if you get VC money? Your likely return will be negative. And this all started to make complete sense to me as I saw colleagues of mine who received VC funding that weren't doing as well on a personal level and didn't end up getting that exit that they hoped for. When you're starting a company today, I believe your primary focus should be on building a sustainable and profitable business rather than focusing your time on pitch decks and meeting investors and business plans and all that. All that is very time consuming, which takes away your attention on the things that are actually important, and that's building a real business and making money. Now, the third part of my definition of bootstrapping is staying lean. So mastering the art of growth hacking is very important when bootstrapping a startup. In essence, growth hacking is the ability to use tools and resources from different disciplines that can benefit your business and make you more efficient and profitable for very little to no cost. When we started our company, I naturally went into the quote unquote CFO role and managing the finances and operations of the business uh, with my background in accounting and finance and university. 
One of the main reasons why we've been so successful and become profitable very early on in business was our ability to stay lean and utilize our resources to their maximum potential and continuing to have that mentality even today. Uh, utilizing resources to their maximum potential could mean several different things, including you know, motivating your employees to use every hour in the day as efficiently as possible, or utilizing paid software tools to their maximum ability in order to generate the most return. Um, I also have a, a reverse mentality than what most are used to. For me, I'd, I prefer to save a dollar instead of make a dollar. Uh, I could argue that this is the most effective way to manage your business because as your revenue grows, your overhead naturally grows as well. So when you have that save a dollar mentality, you're constantly focused on increasing your margins and ensuring your cash flow is positive, which is very important for a self-funded and bootstrapped startup. One of the best ways to stay lean, in my opinion, is hiring the right resources. Uh, We're in a globally connected economy and there are a lot of talented people from all over the world that can do amazing work. If you can learn to leverage individuals from other parts of the world and integrate them to your team and culture, uh, it could be extremely lucrative in the long run. Another way to stay lean is to leverage the enormous amounts of free or inexpensive software and resources available to efficiently manage your business. Uh, from CRMs, phone lines, emails, accounting software, and even marketing systems. These are all necessary applications that every business needs that you can find for, for little to no cost with a bit of research. Every single dollar counts at the beginning. I can't stress that enough. Managing your books closely is also very important when it comes to staying lean. Every single dollar counts, like I mentioned, and I mean that very literally. If you can learn how to stretch every single dollar as far as you possibly can, you'll see profitability a lot sooner than most companies. That's a very tough thing to do, in my opinion, and a lot easier said than done. Uh, As entrepreneurs, we always want to grow and invest and take chances. So it does take a certain type of entrepreneur to to be able to scale back and, and tread with caution. Remember, when you're bootstrapped, you don't have the cash in the bank to burn like funded companies. Uh, You have to be conservative and scale cautiously and a lot more calculated compared to a funded company. The last part of my bootstrapping definition is number four, being able to create your own company process. So one of the most valuable experiences I gained from bootstrapping my startup was being able to establish and create our, our company processes and functions from scratch. Being able to create your own internal processes, uh, company departments, and company culture is one of the most rewarding and unique experiences you can ever get in business. When you're working at a corporation and just being put into an existing process, you literally just become a disposable resource. Whereas when you're building a startup, you're, you're actually creating and building these processes as you go. So when we started up, we were we were two young, hungry entrepreneurs with absolutely nothing to lose. All we knew was that we wanted to create something for ourselves, and we had no idea how to create a real company. So our, our very first hire was a sales rep. This person was responsible for making calls, selling our product, and that was what we needed to help gain traction uh, to move forward at the beginning. Uh, Next, we realized we had a need for a designer, uh, not only for our users, but for our internal branding and marketing. So our our second hire was a web designer. 
Shortly after that, we realized we needed to establish a more sophisticated company structure and required an actual marketing department because there was just so much going on. So we realized we needed a head of marketing because this was going to help us generate more sales. So our first hire, the sales rep, moved on to be in charge of all sales and marketing, and we ended up hiring another sales rep to take his place. So this was our first actual department that was naturally formed from the growth and evolution of our business. After that, other internal departments uh, were naturally filled in a similar flow based on demand and growth of our business, such as a support department, uh, development teams, and onboarding and retention teams. This is something that is very hard to plan for, in my opinion, especially when you're starting a business you've never started before and in a completely new industry. So it was definitely a huge learning curve, but extremely rewarding at the same time. I compare the growth of a company like watching a little baby grow up into a toddler, then into a teenager, and then into an adult. You never stop working on efficiencies and processes, even when your company is at that adult stage. There's always room for improvement and you should always continue improving uh, your process efficiencies. Uh, This becomes especially important as you begin to scale out. The only way to get that unique and totally invaluable rewarding experience is by doing it yourself through bootstrapping your company. Uh, P.S. In no way am I against uh, VCs or getting funded. I am merely sharing my own personal experience and insights. Uh, If any investors would like to chat, my door is always open. Uh, If anyone would like to share their own thoughts on bootstrapping, uh, feel free to connect. I would love to hear your perspective. Uh, Best of luck. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you have any comments, questions, or suggestions, I would love to hear it. Uh, Don't forget to check out webforrealty.com and founderviews.com for more information. Talk to you later. Peace.